Realms of Peril and Glory will begin after these short messages. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. We'd like to thank our patrons, Haz Matilda, David Pello, and Zoe McCaden for their support in making this series possible. If you'd like to join them and get ad-free listening, bonus shows, and a lot more, then head over to patreon.com slash lightandtragic. Today's episode is Into the Past. It is actually a combination of the first two episodes in our Patreon-exclusive series. If you want to hear the other five episodes of this series, then you can go to patreon.com slash lightandtragic and join us at our $8 producer tier. There are other great series that you can listen to there, including upcoming Viva La Revolution, our High School of Horror game. We have a lot of exciting stuff coming up for the Patreon-exclusive listeners, so please do join us over there, especially if you enjoyed the first two episodes of this game. Stay tuned and enjoy. Again, patreon.com slash light and tragic. Welcome one and welcome all back to Realms of Peril and Glory. Uh, Today is a bit of an odd one uh, because I'm currently in the country of Morocco, uh, about four hours outside of the city of Marrakesh. Uh, Now, the reason for that is related to my day job. I am currently working on a a television production, but because of COVID-19 and everything with that, I have been required to self-isolate for Uh, a day and get a PCR test. In that day where I had to stay in a hotel room, I thought, why not do something a little bit fun for the show? Uh, And I'm going to be playing for the first time ever uh, in front of an audience, uh, a solo RPG. Uh, I'm very excited. And the game that I have chosen is in the ultimate micro RPG book, which is edited by James D'Amato of One Shot and Campaign, uh, the One Shot network you'd know of. And this book was very kindly gifted to me uh, by Ella Watts. So the game that I'm going to be playing today is called 
with sword heavy in hand. And the kind of subline is Love and Regret at the Tip of a Blade uh, by Kiana Shaw. So I'm really excited to give this a try. It's the first time I've done anything like this, uh, and I hope that you enjoy the process. So first of all, let me tell you a little bit about the game by reading you the kind of introductory few words. This is a game about embarking on a journey of remembrance and making a fateful choice. Long ago, you had a companion, and together you were two warriors, invincible with your swords. But something broke the two of you apart. Your paths were separated until now. You have been tasked to stop your former companion and their plans for destruction, even if they must fall to your blade. What places will you pass through on your journey to find them? What memories will you unearth? And what will you say and do when you finally see them again? So, ooh, that's fun. First things first uh, for this game is I need to make my character and answer some questions. So I've got a notebook here. So the first question is, I think, probably the most difficult, uh, which is, what is your name? <laughs> um, so uh, I'm going to come back to that one. The second is, what is the significance of the sword that you carry? So let me think about this. We're kind of these blades. We're fighting side by side, and then we're kind of separated and... Now I have to go hunt them back down. I think it's, I think my sword is called, I'm trying to think of something like, I've got this idea of like the sword being like a reluctant weapon. It, it's, 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 you know, I, I thought of something like honor bringer or honor taker, breath taker, soul taker, you know, those are cool names, but they're not really what I'm aiming for. I want to hearken on something like, it's heavy-minded, the sword. That's, I think, I think the significance is that it was handed down to me by, like, my order that I serve in. And it, it, it's only meant to be used in absolute dire circumstances. And it is, will not be wielded. To wield it frivolously is like a a serious sin in my mind and and you know it, it lives most of its time in its kind of hilt or, or holster is it um sheath that's the word i'm looking for uh sheath the holster of the sword <laughs> um yeah i think it lives most of its life in its sheath and i think i'm very happy about that as a as a character i i've enjoyed you know fulfilling this duty that the sword is is my last resort and it is a tremendous undertaking and tremendous responsibility and weight to wield it and if i were to wield it in vain i would be breaking some form of oath the next question I'm asked is, what personal stake do I, as a character, have in this mission? Now, that's a very good question. Um, 
Well, obviously, this is my former partner in crime. I think, you know, if I, I feel like I'm kind of this last resort to stopping them. I've been avoiding them for for years. I knew what they were up to. I I knew I didn't go until this moment. I wonder if maybe I've I've moved on and I've got like a family and I've settled down and if if they don't stop their destruction, then my loved ones will perish for for some reason or another. Yeah, I think I think if my partner acts then i'll lose everything that i i'll lose the whole life that i've built since we parted ways and i think that life makes my partner feel quite resentful in a way and i think the reason that i have avoided them up until this point is because i don't want to be dragged back into this life and they would resent me for going off and starting a family and making a life and not fighting for whatever cause it is that we were fighting for that maybe I've broken away from. And I wonder if, like, I am worried that that I will be pulled back in to this, I don't know, maybe mercenary or villainous or 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 heavy sordid lifestyle or 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 plot or plan if i like i could be tempted back to that way of things how they were and i wonder then if if the sword this isn't the sword that i fought with before this is a sword that i've gained since we parted ways and that's why it's so different like i used to wield swords really frivolously i used to just cut people down and i used to you know demolish things and beings and people and since parting ways with my former partner i have changed i have i've realized the value in a sword and the value in a life yeah, it's good so and here's the here's the kicker why do i still care for my former companion that's really interesting because i up to this point have yeah it's a thought that because i'd be so easily tempted back into this life there must be some residual care for this person and then who would they be if that's the case so why do i still care for them i think you know we were partners brothers maybe more who traveled side by side probably since we were young men and i think we developed this closeness this this familial maybe not even familial just this deep understanding of each other this this power i think it, yeah, i think it was a romantic relationship probably and i think you don't stop caring about someone just because you part ways with them i think i still have this deep feeling of connection to this man and i think i think i i think i think deep down i feel like i can change them and i think that's maybe 
my character's fatal flaw is as I see that I, I have this infinite ability to see the absolute best in people and people aren't always deserving of that and can sometimes take advantage of that. Yeah, I think I think I still care for him because we spent so much time together and because I loved him once and I probably still love him in a way. And I think I feel that there is potential for change within him and I, I think that with the right help, I could provide that. But we'll see if that's true as this game evolves. <laughs> and the last question that I have been tasked to answer, well, I mean, it's the first question, but I decided to wait, is what is my name? And I think my name is Marcus. Yeah, Marcus. I don't have a surname yet. I will continue thinking of one, and if I do, I'll note it down, but I'm going to leave it for now. So next, the game wants me to create uh, my former companion by answering some more questions. First of all, it's what is their name, which again, I'm going to leave to the uh, end. <laughs> so the first question after that is what relationship did you have with them? Well, we, we know that at this point I had a uh, significant romantic relationship with him. Um, and we were kind of combat partners where we would carve out our ideas with a sword and fought for what we believed to be right. And the best way to deal with things was to cut through things with a sword this kind of crusader mentality of just carving through opposing ideas um whether you're right or wrong in the idea uh you know that is wrong to do cutting through people um but i don't think that my companions understood that i think that's what i've come to understand is that there are other ways more effective ways and less violent ways to communicate ideas and make change uh, that are less violent and less bloody and, and more peaceful. And they might take longer, but is that not worth it uh, to save the lives if they can uh, change people's minds and hearts? So here's a question. Uh, why did your relationship break apart? Ah, so there we go. So, I think that they think I'm dead. I think there was an accident where my life was in question as to whether or not I'd survived something. Maybe there was an explosion or a huge attack or, or something, and my partner assumed that I was dead and I just never corrected them. I just left and started a new life because I realized suddenly that I was free and if I wanted to make a different decision, I could. And, and I could always go back to them. But ultimately, I wanted to explore what in my life could be without this. I think leading up to this point, I maybe had some seeds of doubt about what we were 
doing, maybe maybe some moments of doubt. And then when this happened, I saw this opportunity to explore that and see where that could lead. So I think the relationship didn't necessarily break apart, in, except it just happened that they thought that I was dead up until this point. Now, the final question for the companion apart from the name is, why must they be stopped? Now, that is really interesting. <laughs> I think they must be stopped because they've amassed so much power now. They were kind of fueled by my false death um, that over the, la the last 10, maybe 15 years, they have amassed armies and powers and weapons beyond belief and if they aren't stopped now, then they will roll over everything and consume everything. And that's no longer what I want. If they aren't stopped, then even more will die and, and the world will change forever. I think that's it. Now it is the name. And if I am Marcus, he should be Daniel, I think. Marcus and Daniel. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.
Welcome one and welcome all back to Realms of Peril and Glory. Uh, my name is Zachary Fortis Gom, and I will be your only player today. Uh, I am playing the solo RPG with sword heavy in hand. Uh, I am currently still in the country of Morocco, uh, about four hours outside of the city of Marrakesh. Um, working on a television production uh, for my day job. It's very unusual that I uh, go out of the country for my work, but here I am. Uh, and I have to isolate for a day, and uh, because of that isolation, I am very bored. And so I thought it'd be really nice to play a solo RPG, and why not bring you along on that journey? So just to recap where we left off, I'm playing as the character Marcus, whose sword is... Uh, meant to live most of its life in its sheath. It is a great dishonor to wield this weapon uh, frivolously, and it was given to him uh, when he set out on this journey to stop his former companion. My personal stakes are that my I will lose my entire life that I built after my false death um, and broke away from my partner. Uh, I'll lose my newly built family, my loved ones, uh, and all the people around me. Um, and I don't want to be pulled back into this life uh, that we lived before. And why do I still care about my partner uh, who I'm trying to stop? Well, I loved him. We were, we were romantically involved, and I see the best in him and believe he can change. Uh, and so... We'll see what we think of that uh, by the time this ends. And my companion, who I am trying to stop, is called Daniel. Uh, our relationship was we were lovers as well as political partners and crusaders in arms, uh, cutting through people uh, to bring our belief of a better world to others. And I think in an accident where there was an explosion or a major incident, I was presumed to be dead and just allowed that uh, notion to carry on without stopping it. And so I am presumed dead, uh, but then went on to start a life. And I learned that peaceful options were a far better way of achieving your goals than violent ones, even if you're in the right why did my relationship with my partner break apart? Well, that was because I was presumed dead and they believed that I had died. So I, my death or my supposed death spurred them on. Uh, and why must they be stopped? Well, they must be stopped because after my death or my supposed death, they were even more dedicated to the cause, fighting in my name and have amassed a huge army and he is about to roll over everything in his path. So after that quick little recap, we're going to start the actual gameplay. I've generated the characters and now we need to figure out what the hell is going to happen. So first things first, I need a D6. Here's what the book says. Your journey will take you through six different locations. Roll a D6 or pick one of the locations from the following list. And of course I will re-roll duplicates. So I'm going to roll uh, this list here. Two. So my journey takes me to a city long abandoned to shadows. That's very evocative language. This is a very interesting game to walk through, I have to say. It's only a 
two pages of front and back, and it's excellent. Um, okay, so each of these locations evokes a memory of your time with your former companion. Roll a d6 or pick one of the memories from the following list. And of course, I will re-roll duplicates. And so the memory is three. A fight, danger, or threat. Okay. And after rolling for a location and a memory, choose and answer two of the following questions from the list. Why were you reminded of your former companion here? What emotion rises in your heart as you remember? What sensation, sight, smell, sound, taste, touch reminds you of the days you lost here? Why do you regret coming here? What here comforts you? What here makes you uneasy? Why does your sword feel especially heavy here? What token do you take with you? What thought lingers with you? And why do you feel compelled to continue forward? So I have to answer two of those questions. And then I'm to write down my answers and thoughts in a short letter to my former companion that I share with them when we finally meet again. Okay. I'm immediately... Um, loving this imagery of a city long abandoned to shadows and then it reminds me of a fight danger or threat i think honestly i think this is the this is the place where this huge explosion or attack happened in our crusades that i used to fake my death i suppose okay so i think the two questions that i'm going to answer are what emotion rises in your heart as you remember and why do you feel compelled to continue forward i think i think honestly the emotion is going to be it's going to be some form of maybe shame uh mixed with i don't know um resolve you know, I think this is a site where I did something underhanded, I lied, and I didn't... I wasn't honest. I didn't tell the truth to my partner. I just slunk away in the middle of the night. It's it's dishonest. It's it's cruel to them, because they loved me, and, and I love them. So, to just leave like that with no warning is so cruel. And I think... And I think I'm going to talk about that in my letter. And then why do I feel compelled to continue forward, I think is very obvious. I think this is a site that was destroyed because of our actions. There are going to be more places like this. But even more than that, that shame, that feeling of dishonesty, I feel needs to be rectified. And I think I, think I need to tell Daniel the truth that I am alive and I need to show him my face and explain why I did these things. And I think that is is what is going to compel me uh, to move forward. Yeah. So I'm now going to break in my recording to actually write the letter. Uh, and then I will read it out to you in a moment. Daniel. It's been a long time. Nearly 15 years. A lifetime to summer. I missed you. I missed you dearly. I'm in Osiris. The city we torched. 
the city in which I died. And the city in which I was reborn. You were my lover, my partner, my friend. We forged through every obstacle with the edge of our blades. Seeing Osiris City reminded me just how damn good at it we were. But that was just remembering the ghost of the city. Looking at it now, this husk of what it once was, I feel... I feel shame. Great, tremendous shame. I hate the things we did. I hate the things I did to you. And I hate the lie I allowed to exist. I am so, so sorry for the pain I caused you. I know now that it was the coward's way out. I... I should have told you about my doubt, confronted you with my newfound belief, but I didn't. I, I chose to run, but I won't run anymore. I am coming to finally tell you the truth. I am so sorry. With love, Marcus. So that is the first letter of six that I'm writing to my partner, Daniel. Um, or my former partner, Daniel. <sighs> that was fun. That was really fun. Um, once again, I would like to remind you that this game is called With Sword Heavy in Hand by Kiana Shaw. It is part of a book called The Ultimate Micro RPG Book, edited by James D'Amato of the One Shot Network. It is filled with incredible RPGs that are only a page long. I would highly recommend you go check it out. You can find a link in the podcast description. My name has been Zachary Fortescom, and you can follow me on Twitter at ZachFG, that's Z-A-C-K-F-G. And you can follow Realms of Peril and Glory on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at RealmsPod. That's R-E-A-L-M-S-P-O-D. That was the first two episodes of Into the Past, a Patreon-exclusive series on patreon.com slash lightandtragic. There are five more episodes out now for you to enjoy. So if you want to continue making this independent podcast happen and get some pretty great perks in return, like shows like this one, ad-free listening, and a lot more, you can always head over to patreon.com slash light and tragic. A reminder, we also have two games set in the world of Vale that are going to be premiering exclusively on Patreon this year and nowhere else. So if you want those, go check it out. Patreon.com slash light and tragic. Thank you very much. 
Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.